marker in. All right, Joe, it's time to get a little wise and nerdy. You need to call the coin flip. <laughs> All right. Uh, heads for Mike. It is Tails. It's the fire department Tails. Kurt Booten, hot gravy. Oh, he was saying. When, so I did go back to him and say, hey, man, we got some new new reads and stuff we need you to do. He's like, Psh, when are you going to put me on the show? Well, here you go, Kurt. Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. That's not all! They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy and join in the fun. So much fun it is. It is so much fun. I'm Charles Rock got a podcasting. That's Joseph the Handsome Stranger Hard. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how you doing tonight, Joe? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. I like to hear it, man. I like to hear it. And to all the people downloading this podcast, thank you so much. We're we are we are doing okay with that. And we really much appreciate you sticking with us from the transition that we had before. And hey. Somebody asked us to talk about a little bit about you know Pokemon Go, and I heard that Niantic. Before we even get to the question of the week, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some fan service. We're gonna talk about Pokemon Go for just a second for our old fans. Uh, yeah, Niantic uh, did not do anything to bring us running back to the game, did they, Joe? They sure did not. They sure did not at all. I, if I and, understand uh, it right, they changed their ruling on their their rules on buying tickets to well, if we cancel, oh well. Yeah, yeah, no, they they put that in the <laughs> in in the the fine print uh, that they can they can cancel whatever. I mean, I don't think that would actually hold up in a in if they didn't refund those tickets. Um, but I think I don't think the refunding the tickets is why they're trying to do that. They I think they put it in there to say, hey, we can cancel whenever we want. We don't care about your hotel or things like that. Right, and so. They would ref. I think what would happen if they did cancel is they would refund the ticket, and and they would they would cite that to say, yeah, we're not paying for your travel expenses or anything like that. Because there was the class action lawsuit after the first one yep, where yep. they had to pay for people's travel expenses and yeah. stuff. So, um, well, on the positive side, uh, <laughs> in our Patreon, uh, Terry Terry Wolf. Um, Sent me a Pikachu he thought I would enjoy. <laughs> and I was like, that's not what I meant when I said I want to peek at you. All right. That's it was, uh, it, it was thick at you. Yeah, it was indeed. <laughs> so Terry's a fun guy. And I hope everybody who's still playing is still having a blast. And you know, just be careful out there. Just have fun. Be careful out there. But that is not totally what we call to talk about. We probably should have put that in the nerding out part, but uh Kurt, you finally made the show. Do you have anything nice to say? It's the question of the week. So the question of the week, Joe, (laughs) do you feel like a leader or a follower? Uh, It depends on the situation, to be completely honest. Sometimes I I force myself into the follower role to avoid uh, 
extra responsibilities, but most of the time I feel more like a leader. I gotcha. You know, but when I'm, when I'm feeling lazy, <laughs> I, 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 for, I, I try to force myself into a follower role or if I want, uh, if I'm right. being, being vindictive and I want someone else to step up, I'll be like, no, are, are you saying I'm malicious compliance it. is something you're familiar with? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't have to be just work. What about in your friend's group? What about at church? Uh, what about at home? Oh, yeah. I was a lot more social in college. I think I think that is probably true for a lot of people. But uh, I was definitely at that time the 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 instigator. Maybe maybe leader's not the correct correct word, but instigator and and getting people to come over for game nights and uh, little um, just. Like two, three did family pot, potlucks. The, did you take the reins? See, you're asking the question both ways. You're telling examples of actual leadership, but you don't feel like a leader because, like, I don't know, I just instigated. Did you take the reins and say, "Hey, Tuesday <laughs> night, bring some pizza and some pop, and we're going to play Yahtzee"? Yes, I did. And, and I'm the one that said, "Hey, siblings, we're playing D and D." And I'm the one that said, hey, Charles, I'm making us a discord for the Dragon Con digital media track, <laughs> even true. though you don't want to talk about it. I I'm didn't understand it. Anyway. I was overloaded. I was saturated, <laughs> oversaturated. And, and you were like, no, no, no we'll, we'll talk about this in a few months. I'm like, no, we won't. Yeah. We're doing it right now. It's the last day of Dragon Con where I'm exhausted and there's good feedback. <laughs> and just like, I'll do it. It's like. Uh, give me some months to sleep. He's like, no, we're doing it. I was like, whatever, dude, I'm out. So well, I, and and it, it every year it happens just like I predicted that first year, where the first couple of months after, people are going to be thinking a lot about it, and then it's going to die out until uh, like a few months before. And uh, although this year actually we've had a lot more participation, but um, the previous four or so years it was okay. It's super busy between like July yeah. and um, September like October. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Octoberish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And we've done some things yeah. to help keep that up this year. But that's the thing. It doesn't seem like the way you answer. It doesn't seem like you feel like a leader, and you definitely can be a follower. But you are a leader. And I think good leaders know when to follow. You know, no. See, that's the thing. I think we talked about this. Oh man, I've, I've done so many talks on between TikTok and work and everything else. I'm not sure where this conversation was had, but staying in your lane, I guess, is when I was teaching this class. And we're talking about mass casualty incidents, which is Ooh. well, it's been, like 9/11 is one of the biggest, famous, most famous yeah. mass casualty incident, right? And yeah, so many moving pieces, but there's always one person at the top. And, and it's this thing called incident command. This, that, and these new guys are asking me, but well, what about this? What about that? No, you got to understand how to stay in your lane. That job you're doing right there, just triaging, just arranging transport, just, you know, every time we put the word just to hate, because it, 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 that's a cuss word. I'll say four letter words all day long. That one gets me mad. Um, but when you stay where you are, you're a vital part of everything else that's going on and you staying in that area is a vital part and it takes a strong leader to realize how not to overrun the other the, the other leader they're following because somebody who can do it better it goes off wild is not a leader it's a wild card right so i always feel like both 
you know, because I know when to follow people underneath me and above me. Being the boss does not make you a leader. Being a leader means you know when to make decisions. And I've always been that, man. I've always been the head of my friend group. I remember I was a teenager. I was the head of a little teenager church gang. <laughs> you know, I just, everybody always wants me to make decisions. And you know what? I make them. I don't care. But there's been plenty of times I'm like, just somebody decide. And people just won't. And it, it's it's tough around me sometimes. But I do love, see, this is what I do love about Dragon Con and about doing shows with you and other people that I create with is there's a partnership of, you have to have two good leaders to be in a partnership, right? Otherwise, somebody's always doing the thing and that somebody else is always writing. And that comes out plain as day when you have to step away from it. I'll tell you about the local Dairy Queen. Love the guy that owns it. Uh, his daughter and my daughter were friends for a little while. And my wife and, and him interacted more because she takes care of the kids and this and the other. Uh, but he and I hit it off one night when we're sitting. He owns the local Dairy Queen and many other, um, any other, uh, many other, like two or three other restaurants in the area. And he's got this really goal. And he likes to share it with us. Like we're in his circle. So he'll come and sit down and say, Hey, this is where I'm on this new project. I'm not telling him, showing us pictures and stuff. Great business mind. Amazing leader, except, except when he's not there, it goes to crap hard, hard. I mean, to the point that I'm so disappointed. I can't even get, let me tell you, man, we have one Dairy Queen in town and it's very popular in the summertime. Now we have a a Brewster's, which is another ice cream chain. There's a a Cold Stone Creamery as well. But uh, the Dairy Queen is Dairy Queen, right, man? We all grew up with Dairy Queen. We know what we're getting there. And I love my blizzards. You, you get the employees turning your blizzard upside down. Hey, if it falls out, it's supposed to be free. Uh, and if they don't do it, it's supposed to be free. But uh, yeah, I ordered a dilly bar for my daughter. And the, the line takes a minute to get around. But that's okay when they're making ice creams and stuff. Dilly bars are basically chocolate dipped ice cream on a stick that sits in the mm-hmm. freezer and they just pull it out. They obviously pulled it out the second I ordered it. So when I got to the window, there was oh. liquid in the bag. And I didn't realize it until I started to pull away. I'm like, this thing's already melting. And that was the last time I went because it had been going downhill. And I was like, they couldn't get yeah. the order right. They pulled that. That's so stupid. You pull it. You, and when you picked it up, you can see there's melted liquid in the bag. Put it, throw it away and get a different one, you know? And it's just like when he is not there, it is horrible. When he's there, though, man, it is. It's like, well, that's to me a maybe that's the difference between a good leader and a great leader. A great leader institutes their belief system, and that's what I always try to do. You know, and uh, did you know you didn't watch behind the trap because you were busy playing Tears of the Kingdom? That's right. But you should should go back and watch it. They're very good, and um, I'd encourage everybody who listens to this to if you're interested interested at all in my my thought processes on business and leadership and creativity. Or and or Dragon Con and what everybody else sees in it and what they're getting out of it. Check out uh, twitch.tv slash DC Digital Media. Stands for Dragon Con Digital Media, right? Our track. And right now we're doing a series uh, twice a month called Behind the Track. And in between that, we're doing open mic and open stream nights. So, hey, if you always thought about doing a cool show like we do, you here's your chance to test it out. Come on to... Uh, Come in our Discord for Dragon Con. Contact us. We'll get it for you. It's it's, it's always out there. Uh, and you can be a part of, of that open stream night and test your show ideas out. But, yeah, we're, we're talking about building community and really I had opportunity, opportunities to talk about some behind the scenes of, of what I really tried to accomplish and build. Because reality is I need I my legacy would be that that place runs 
better than when I am there. You know, if it depends only on me, that's a bad day. And Kurt's here. Kurt, it is your night with the coin, Kurt. <laughs> it is your night with the coin. So sure is. On that thought, roll that dice. Okay, Kurt, I'll roll the dice. Number two. All right. That so I have for everybody listening. I have made this a little bit better, and. So let Daddy decide. What was that originally called? Because I did not cut the new ones yet. Number two is Daddy Tell Me a Story. Oh, crap. Looking at Let Daddy Decide. So I I put the number two in the number in the slide. So, okay. (laughs) Thank you, Daddy Joe. It's personal story time. God, he's so disappointed in us. It's personal. I don't understand. (laughs) He just doesn't want to hear it. Granddaddy Kurt. Yeah, he's like, oh my God, they're going to tell me another story again. And Kurt has re recorded a bunch of these sound bites for us, as has Mike. And it's just been a super busy week. But thank you both for getting that done. Um, so, Joe, tell us a manager update story. Oh, man. Well, I'll get my the manager. I'm sitting back. <laughs> uh, about two weeks ago, uh, the i guess the senior developer so there there's only right now there's only two two developers uh java developers in my area it's me and and the quote-unquote senior developer and then there's our team lead and then our manager above him so apparently our manager told the senior developer that we need to be doing more uh, more in-depth code reviews um and so he wants all of our Java code to go through our senior developer, and he wants him to spend a ton of time hyper analyzing our code's efficiency and everything like that. Like, we're our code is never going to be the most efficient because that's not one of our company's goals. So, um, it's not that we go out of our way to make it inefficient, we're just not well, hyper. I've dealt with insurance, I think you do. <laughs> So anyway, um, (laughs) so he wants code reviews. Well, the only other Java developer is me. So he wants a senior. Basically, he he said in reality, it's he wants a senior developer to stand over my shoulder and make sure that everything I do is exactly how our manager wants it, because I gave him pushback the last time he looked at my code. And so he is taking it out on me by, and when this was brought up, it was brought up in a team meeting. And one of the, the gals that I work with was like, Oh, so he's just picking on Joe. And everyone's like, Oh, like there was just dead silence for about half a second. And, and I don't, I don't blame the senior developer because our manager wasn't in the meeting, but he was the one explaining what our manager wanted. He's a messenger. well, and that's that's what our manager does because he knows that we will push back because we've been like I am I am the low the lowest person on the totem pole as far as how long they've been we've been at the company other than our contractors and I've been there for over 10 years. Rookie. And so so he knows that that we're going to give pushback when his ideas are dumb. And so he doesn't he doesn't talk to us in any kind of way. Like he doesn't set up a meeting to talk to us as a whole, like ever. And so he talks to us one-on-one and makes us be the messenger to everybody else to say, this is what he wants, because then we can't give any meaningful feedback. 
I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, I understand how people say business. It's so, it's so dumb. The machine's a machine. It's whatever. But I don't understand why I get grief when I actually listen to people and explain why their idea might not work or why I'm going in a different direction. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. Maybe I should just yep. do that. Maybe I should just have somebody deliver the message <laughs> for me because I'm going to do it anyway. You know, but. It's there, I don't yeah. know, man. Because I would, I well, would love your department. I'd be like, tell me where we can do it better. How can we do it better? And just listen to the ideas. Yeah, yeah. He, what he actually wants is just a bunch of yes men. The manager, he doesn't want actual employees that are self, that are thinking for themselves. He just wants yes men that do, do whatever he says. And what if y'all did that? What if you did the malicious compliance and just did exactly it, what? If he we said? did that, we'd be breaking the law. Because there oh, are times okay. when he, nobody he, wants to go to jail. I thought you might just break the website. No, yeah. no, no, no. There, there are times where he has told us to basically break HIPAA violations with his suggestions, and we're like, no, we will not do that. He's like, but, but, and he tries, he tries to like, he doesn't let it he tries drop. To justify. He, it. he will, he will try to get you to say yes a dozen times before he will just stop talking about it. He won't acknowledge that he didn't do what he wanted to do. He will just stop talking about it. And what if and you so, guys said yes, but didn't do it? <laughs> oh man. And, and he also, the last time I did my, uh, he looked at my code. He, he told me that if we can make it a nanosecond faster, we need to. And I'm like, We've got we've got jobs that run all night because it's processing millions of claims. A nanosecond, we're not worried about a nanosecond. We're right. not. No. Uh, and and the funny part is is the thing that he was looking at was already you click the button on the website that activates that part of the code and it's basically instantaneous. And yes. A, a human is not going to perceive a nanosecond and it could have probably, and been he wouldn't perceive it. He just nan- knew it. Yeah. He saw it in the code. Exactly. And, and ultimately his suggestion didn't work because I had to change the code because of a new requirement anyway. Um, and so his suggestion was null and void, but it's just that whole attitude of my way or the highway. Oh, he's and, a Limp biscuit fan. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and there's huge cultural differences too. So he's not from the United States. He's yeah, only yeah. been here for, for eight years. Um, he's but from even, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, he's not from the United States. He's from Georgia. Yeah. No, um, Florida. Let's go Florida. Anyway. Actually, the eight years he was here, he was in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Florida man. You should start. You need to set up an anonymous email and just start sending Florida man uh, headlines. <laughs> But yeah, no, he's, he's not fun to work with, but we had, um, our engage, our, our yearly engagement survey was this past, uh, month or the past couple of weeks. And, uh, so I made sure to, uh, put in lots of comments about my boss creating and my manager creating a hostile workforce and or workplace and how he's asking us to, us to do stuff that's borderline illegal and against company policy and he doesn't want to take no for an answer and he actively puts down uh, any kind of feedback and all that and I found out that one of my coworkers is 
is supposed to have a meeting with our director to talk about how things are going with our manager. And now I'm hoping that now that um, one of our really, really, really big efforts is going to wrap up this weekend. Um, like we haven't been working on it for two years, but there are people that have been working on it for two years and there's um, so in the company, you have to open up change tickets to move stuff into production. Okay. The production environment. There are over 100 change tickets for this weekend for this effort. Wow. That's going to, that's going to take place. That's a and big project. Yes. Well, so what happened is one of the, Oh, um, I don't care. I just realized it's big. Well, yeah, one of <laughs> one of the the third party softwares that we use is no longer gonna is no longer going to support the type of database we have. So we had to completely redo our database so that we can stay in compliance with our third party software um, that does a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to claims processing. So, yeah, yeah, that huge effort, man. Um- Malicious compliance, baby. It's just a thing. It's just a- <laughs> yeah, just just document. Hey, can I get in writing what you're asking me to do? Thanks. Send me send me an email. I I do everything in writing. Everything. Text. I have not deleted text messages for three years since I started this job. You know, and and emails. I haven't deleted any emails, and we make sure that the server's good, yeah. backed up, and and my IT and all this other stuff. Because yeah, man. Uh, let me tell you. There's some, there's some people texting me some really dumb crap, and we went to let them go, and they tried to file either a grievance or a um, labor department, either a grievance or an unemployment uh, claim. We're like, here's a book that we have on it. Thank you. <laughs> goodbye. You know, it's like, well, it's crazy what people don't think matters. But yeah, I do. I don't understand how you survive in that environment. I can never do it. I can never survive with somebody who's a, who is obviously doing things that aren't correct. Yeah. And I, I looked up the laws for, for Tennessee, because apparently it differs state by state, but in Tennessee, Tennessee, as long as, yeah, where I live Tennessee, in Tennessee, 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 take me uh, to another place. Take me. Come on, Joe. <laughs> no, I don't know. What song <gasps> oh, you live there. You don't even know. Oh, I bet you know the stupid Vols anthem. But you don't I know sure the don't. greatest song about Tennessee to come out of the 90s. I'll find it. You keep talking. All I know is my mother-in-law always sings Rocky Top. Um, That's so. West Virginia, isn't it? Rocky Top, Tennessee? No. I don't know. It's all hick to me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, so I looked up the, the laws here in Tennessee about recording conversations. And in Tennessee... Only one person in the call has to consent to it being recorded, not all parties. So now whenever I do my one-on-one with him, I'm going to record it so that if anything happens in those meetings, I could be like, this is what he did. Here's the evidence. Obviously, one piece of evidence isn't sufficient, but if I get enough... Yeah, you know, um, I can't. I'll take I'll take it to HR and be like, "Hey, HR, if you don't want to get sued because of all this evidence, maybe you should remove him from my my report chain." There you go. <laughs> there you go. 
now I linked it for Twitch so everybody can see it and also put it in our private chat. Because if I play it, you won't hear it. And I don't think the stream would hear it. Cause and it's YouTube, so I don't I'm not gonna take the time to download it, put it on the board and all that. But it's by Rest Development, and it's just called Tennessee. Fantastic. Fantastic song. I love it. Uh my story, Joe, are you familiar? And I'm pretty sure you are, with the story of Gideon. Uh, from the Bible? I had a joke and I lost it. Uh, yes. Um, Colonel Minds. I'm going to say, no, from Colonel Minds. Of course, the Bible. Yeah, because there's a Gideon. Oh, yeah. oh, you're talking about Gideon who is on the time ship with the, uh, the, the, oh, what are they even called now? Those jerks from the DC Bad universe. Daddy. That fly around and fix the, <laughs> oh, yeah. Fix, uh, uh, fix the timeline. Uh, I could have told you to try to, yeah, I like that show too. Um, <laughs> But yeah, get in the Bible. In, in summary, Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, in summary, what's what's the quick version of Gideon in the Bible? Um. So, man, it has been a long time since I've. Heathen. Wow. Wow. I hope you so, just sold your magic underwear. What a. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the jerk face for being aggressive? <laughs> trying to set up a bit um, that you can't help me with? <laughs> oh, Gideon, Gideon, Gideon. I can tell you. I honestly go ahead. Thought, you go for you're it. The, you're the Sunday church going dude. I just thought you'd have this whoosh, whip it out. Uh, clearly, I need. <laughs> you don't just whip it out in church. Uh, <laughs> Bad <laughs> daddy. <laughs> clearly, I, clearly, I need to, to study more. All right. Judges. So Gideon was the head of this army, right? And God tells him, this is the short version. You're not on the nose so much. But God tells him, you're going to lead this army against you know, this group of people. And he goes, all right, I got 5,000 people. Well, first off, there's two parts of the story. The first part is all about God, you know, testing God and God answering, right? And he's like, I don't know, man. It didn't seem like, uh, you know, whatever hesitation he had. So he's the one that left the manna out and said, okay, God, I'll, I'll go take an army against these people if the ground's wet and the manna's dry. Okay, well, he wakes up, according to the story, ground's wet, manna's dry. Well, that's not good enough. All right, God, you know, I'll, I'll go do this if the manna's wet and the ground's dry. Wakes up, manna's wet, ground's dry. I think he does it three times. It's an allegory, whatever. Um, but then he goes, okay, fine. Whatever, dude. I got this. And he has an army of 5,000. And the first thing they get to, um, I forget what the, the separation was, but they get they march to the spot and he goes, and God tells him, All right, everybody who does XYZ, like if they just chill out and lie down and not paying attention, send them home. Kick them loose. But you know, I need five thousand. They got like an army of ten thousand. At least need, nope, kick them loose. Got it down to like three thousand people, whatever the number is. And then the next test is they go to this river. They march and march and march to get to this river. And God says, everybody who's looking around and cupping the water and drinking it, you keep them. Everybody put their stupid face in the water. You flush the toilet on them and kick them out and send them home. And so he goes, fine, I did. And he's done to like a thousand well, dudes, right? Because they're not, they're not active for ready for battle. Oh, I know. I get the whole allegory. I get it. Now, in church, they don't teach that. In church, they're like, God is... Okay, not offending any religious people. We can have a great talk of faith. Joe knows. We've had some great talks of faith. But because of religion, God is magic. That's never what the Bible is about. And people tell this story in that sense of God is magic. So it gets down to a thousand. Well, dude, we know from a military standpoint, 
You need the specialists. You don't need the idiots who aren't going to look around and who are going to flee when the battle gets tough and all that. So it gets down to like a thousand dudes and goes up against this overwhelming odds, nails it, nails it, right? Runs ragged, they win. I tell that story to say, I'm going through that at work. And we, from January 1 till now, we've been going through, so I can even identify from last year, some stuff that was along those lines of, we didn't know why we're going through it and things changed and things shifted. Then all of a sudden, here was this huge opportunity for us that we were positioned to take over and do it well and do it hard and fast. And we got it done. Come January, we started having some more of those rocky bumps and we're still going through it now. I lost a manager and like seven full-time people from two divisions and it wasn't quite crippling, but it, it sideswiped us. But our processes were in place. Our people were in place. I'm very busy for the last three weeks. And like so much so in the last three days, all I've been looking at is one set of days. We do a schedule of Monday, Wednesday, Friday for patients and Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is how the cycle goes. So if you go on Tuesday to an appointment, you go on Thursday and Saturday. That's how it works. I've only been focusing on rearranging and fixing the mess on the trucks for Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday only. Three days. I've been in my face in the computer doing this. I got it today, <laughs> but it's like, that's, that's what, uh, uh the partner slash owner I work with, uh, Brian, he's a very religious guy. Um, well, no, I take that back. He's a man of faith. He's not very religious because I think religious religiosity is, is a crutch and people fall. And I think Joe would probably use different words. So I'm not putting words in his mouth, but we agree that there's faith, there's belief, and then there's excuses. And, um, and Brian is not a man of excuses, but I've been saying, you know, We've still been positive. We've we've hit some stumbles and and we've made some mistakes and things have happened. But yet here we are still trucking on. And I said, all I can tell you is I've, I just call it the Gideon principle. Is what I call it when I reference it right now. It's like whatever we're going through is getting us. I don't know what's about to come, but something is coming down the pipe because we are cutting loose the dead weight. I mean, the dead weight's cutting itself off. It's just, I mean, you know, I can imagine those people who were just chilling in the, the pasture, just laying on their backs, not knowing if they're going to get slaughtered. We get in because I was like, yeah, man, you got to go. Like, cool, dude. I didn't want to go anyway. So I haven't had to walk up and say, you're not going with us. But the decisions I'm making to get this company where it needs to be and keep us on the track of where we are going, it's, it's, there's been some people who just can't hang and they've cut themselves loose. And those who can't hang have been doing really, really well. So it's, I can tell you though, it's stressful. It's daunting, it's tiring, but it's fun. It's fun in a good way. It's like, man, you know, something is coming along that's going to be fantastic. So that's my personal story for the night. Thanks for no help, the handsome stranger. <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, but uh, it's a personal story. It's not a co a co story. Hey, you can. I, I'm sorry. Do I not make your your boring coding stories better? I do. <laughs> Roll that dice. All right. We've got number six. <laughs> this is your bad dad joke. Waka waka bad dad jokes. So I decided to kind of keep tackling them because I hate them and you laugh at them. So I might as well be the because I figured if you tell it, and I just sitting going, that's crap. It kills it. But if I tell it like it's crap, because it is, but then you laugh, everybody can laugh with you. So. I'll take one for the team. So here's a bad dad joke. I thought you would personally really enjoy Joe Linux versus windows. 
is a no-win situation. I don't get it. You are full of crap, and I hate you so much. You did that on purpose. You so much. Oh my god, I'm just watching your face just sit there, be still, and then you're like, I don't get. Oh my god, Joe. If this were Dragon Con, I just walked out of the room. I just just walked out. You can do the show yourself. I'm out, man. Oh my god. No win situation. Come on, man. That's stupid. What I should have done. What I should have done is lean in. Like, well, Joe, you're a coder. You understand that Linux doesn't have Windows, so it's a no win. Win being, you know, I don't know. Phil's probably cracking up right now. Um, crack, cacking up, cracking. I don't know what Phil's does. Um, he cackles. He does cackle a little bit. Roll that dice. All right. We've got number four. All right. That would be what do you love? Have you took it? Uh, no, that's not that one. I hadn't seen what you put in there until just now. Just now. And you're going to like it. I'm pretty sure Kurt had a. What do you love? What do you love? That, <laughs> that's Mike's. Um, <laughs> huh. I may have missed reassigning it to a button. So we know what it is. It's can you dig it? Can you dig it? Fire time, fire time, fire time podcast rock guy champion. Uh, <laughs> so I changed it up. Joe and I, I talked about maybe doing Vegas, talking about Vegas. I, I love it. So can you dig? It's like, what do you love about this? Can you dig fill in the blank? And think about how I play video games and how contro controversy it can be, how much controversy it can have is <laughs> how do you, can you dig looking up hints or like getting guides to play a game? Um, it I don't mind it. It depends on your personality because I don't want to know. Like, for, uh, let's go with Tears of the Kingdom because that's what we're both playing right now. I don't mind looking up where something is, but I don't want to be spoiled about the actual storyline, if that makes sense. And so, to a point, you, yes. You run, you run some risks if you're looking up where stuff is that you might run into spoilers for where, for for the storyline. Um, but at least with tears of the kingdom, and this doesn't hold true for everything, of course, but with tears of the kingdom and with breath of the wild, uh, Zelda dungeon.net has a really neat interactive map that will show you where all the different locations of stuff are. Now this is all, um, crowdsourced information. People submit it, it gets verified and, and, it gets posted. So this isn't just one one person doing a Herculean effort, um, but this is a massive effort from the community. Um, and so something like that, like especially with Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, where finding Koroks or finding all of like every single random shrine, I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not <laughs> doing that by myself. Cause oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how many Korok seeds are in Tears of the Kingdom, but for Breath of the Wild, there was 900 Korok seeds that you had to do little puzzles for every single one, and you had to find every single one, and they were in obscure places sometimes that 
you I mean the map is huge there are still there are still sections of the map that I have not seen after playing uh, <laughs> Breath, Breath of the Wild for like 200 hours. Okay. And, well, my and wife so, wanted me to text you on Sunday. I texted. Okay. I texted Phil, but uh, she wanted me to text you. Like you say, well, your Joe is help, talking to me about this, and I'm talking to him about that. We talked about this in the show, and she goes, "Well, you tell Joe as of Sunday morning, I've unlocked every single tower in the game." I was like. Okay, baby. That's <laughs> I told Phil. Phil. So, so all the all the map towers. I I assume she's talking the about sky views. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I have one or two left, just because I keep getting distracted. Like, <laughs> yes, Joe can't commit that. That's that. You're especially when it comes to Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild. I get distracted super easily. You know, that's what's and, fun about a game. We, we nerd out about that later. But the guys, yeah. right? Um, you remember Prima and Brady guys that you'd have to buy? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to get those too. And there are purists out there who are like, "Well, you didn't really beat the game if you had to have somebody." To. You know, there are certain stories that I want the storyline, like uh, uh, Dead Space. Love the story, and every once in a while I get stuck on a boss or something. Like, what am I missing? And I look up this specific moment and let them help me out of that guiding, and. I can get you on the don't want spoilers, but if you need a guide, like Breath of the Wild, not Breath, well, yeah, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, so freaking massive. If you thought Breath of the Wild was huge, now you got Sky Islands and you got Heaven, you got Earth, and you got Hell. You got the below. And actually, the first one I found, Joe, because we didn't follow the storyline, so the first one I found was actually in the Lava Land, and it's a whole lot like Hell. It's very hot. It's very dark. It's very evil. And so I messaged you. I was like, I found Hell under Hyrule. And you just laughed. You didn't try to save my soul. You just laughed. But um, no, I mean, I'm all you about know, looking you, it up. In, uh, in Tears of the Kingdom, you can save yourself. You just got to ascend. You did. <laughs> that is true. Oh my god, that was such a bad dad joke too. Um, but yeah, I'm. A, I can dig it. I, I honestly, with like a game like Tears of the Kingdom, we play it for the exploration, for the world, for the 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 building of things now, and and this and that, and the other, and only. Do we move the story forward? Is is when we need something out of it. Like, hey, it took us a week. I don't remember when it came out, but since it came out to this past uh, Monday or Tuesday, it took us that long to go back and figure out they give us a camera or they activate the camera. Because we're like, I still, oh. haven't, I, I still haven't bothered getting the camera. Right. Well, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so there, to me, there's no story spoilers. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, Zelda does this in the game. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Where's where's the suit? Where's the? I just want the climbing gear. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> just tell me where the climbing gear is. And so then I'll, I'll push that. We, we go through a lot of text real fast. Aaron doesn't talk to anybody. And I, I gave her grief because like, hey, we don't have the basic camera because somebody doesn't talk to people when they have red dots on their face. So uh, yeah, I can dig it. I, I, I like the guides. I'm not a purist. Um, I, however you want to play, a, you play. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a game. It's meant to be enjoyed. If you, if, a, if you like having the guide, go for it. If you don't, don't go for it. I don't make any judgments either way. You do you. And there's some things that just aren't obvious to my brain. Uh, beat the sky level, the sky boss, if you will, the the Rudo, mm. right? 
well, there's a part in there that you open these big doors that makes sense, but then you drop down. It's like, oh, there's laser stuff. I'll come back and check that. It's not obvious that you need to do something there until you just can't do anything else. And I was looking for something else. It's like, oh, yeah, you just do this. Like, oh, so kind of spoiling the story. I do like to figure it out, but I, I tend to do things out of order just by my nature. So if I'd done it in order of how you do it, and they spot, I was like, oh, so they told me how to get to it. It's not what I was looking for. I was looking for something else. <laughs> but, um, well, yeah. sometimes I intentionally try to do things out of order just to see if I can. Well, and in, in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, it's obvious you can do it in whatever order you want. But in older Zelda games, there was a definite, this is the order you're supposed to do, do it, it in. Yeah. Like uh, thinking of Link to the Past, for instance. They literally labeled the crystals one through seven. Like they want they, this is the order you're supposed to beat them. And and I always went out of my way to uh, avoid doing them one through seven because it was possible to skip around some. Um, just because I I wanted some of the items earlier than sure. it offered. But and, yeah. And the last thing about the can you dig it about looking up hints and guides? Sometimes I need a perspective change. Like oh. It just never dawned on me to do this. Like what I was looking for in that Rudo ship was there's a special chest and a obvious square shape to pull the chest through, which you can't reach it. And the solution oh, is just something. I that, got that one. Yeah. Well, it just didn't didn't click. You know. Well, what was the solution that the guide actually said to do? Because I'm wondering if it was the same thing I did. So, well, a little spoiler alert. If you like to to do this, give it 30 seconds and see if we're still talking about it. Uh, it was to take the ice things that you blow out the icicles that you blew out the window to get in there and for yeah. you know, forge them together and stick it to the chest and bring it out. Okay. That is what I ended up doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, but going, Oh, I did, it's ice. It didn't dawn on me to make a big long stick. But now that I have that perspective, now that I know how to do different things, now that I think of, you think of the world in a different way and it opens up new things for you. Sometimes those hints and guides well, give me just that perspective change that changes the whole game. And I don't, don't even need them anymore well and there's a lot of times where i will just turn on ultra hand to see what Aaron does that orange. too yeah um not not on, not only because oh i can actually use that as a component but also i can go pick that up i didn't notice that hyrule herb over there but now it's orange i can see it so phil says he's catching an echo um that's a whole different not, game, dude. We don't use echoes in in this game. That's like Halo or something. So uh, I don't. It's be through Streamyard. There's I, I don't know if you listen back to a. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll since Phil outed himself, I'll out. So I hit him up with what Aaron said was uh, uh you know, rub it in. I, I got all the towers. She's like I've and Phil comes back. He's like I've only played three hours. And uh, my son's played all of it. I'm still trying to finish Breath of the Wild, but we'll get back. We'll get back to that. All that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm all for if you need a guide for perspective change to help you get past the spot, or if you just like being told how to play because you just want to experience it yourself. Good, whatever you want to do. I am very proud of when I figure it out myself, and I honestly do. I get a little bit mad when I my turn is to fight the big things, right? Like to solve the big puzzles like uh, the, the, the big powers, you know, that be that we have to finish and all that, you know, that's my job. And so when I'm like killing it and then Aaron's over there, my daughter comes and starts talking to her as I just start playing it and they walk out of room for a minute. I get mad. I'm like, 
I'm a freaking genius. You're not here to see how awesome <laughs> this is that I'm doing. And I figured it out all by myself because I'm a big boy. And you have first left the room. That that really actually just get me kind of mad. Bow down and worship my genius. <laughs> I mean, you you know when you if you do the most amazing thing in your life and nobody's here to see it, is it all that good? It reminds me of the Baptist church joke of uh, the guy, the preacher who skipped out on a Sunday and uh, hit the. He drove the golf ball to go play golf, right? He skipped out on church. He he hit the ball all the way. It landed on the edge of the hole, and lightning struck the hole, and the ball went in hole in one. And you know, it was the whole idea is like you can never tell that story, right? Because you <laughs> skipped out on church, and then nobody's going to believe it anyway. And yeah, so it just it just it just. Mm. I like, I like people seeing me be awesome. So uh, that, that was irritating when they leave the room. Roll that dice. All right. Oh. Number five. Oh. Stay tuned for this commercial break. Call your daddy and leave a voicemail. Wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. Donate to your daddy. Patreon.com slash wise and nerdy. And we like coming back from the commercial break with a commercial break dance party. This from Stream Beats? Oh, yeah, all of us from Stream Beats. Get it, Phil. This is me riding my Vespa. Chow, 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 chow. <laughs> See, Charles claims that he got an Indian bike, but what really happened is he got a Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that is the one thing. That is the one thing I'm a snob about fully, and I'll own that. I'll own it all day long. About your Vespa? You're a snob about your Vespa? No, you're a Vespa. You're a Vespa. Your face, your mom's a Vespa. Uh, no. Vespas are not motorcycles. They're they're fun to get around town. I I I do not slight you at all if you want to drive one of those things. I think it'd be fun to maybe try one out every once in a while. But I'll be damned if I give you away from my motorcycle because you are not a motorcycle, sir. I'm just saying it's one thing that I'm very uh, that I'm a little bit uh, uh, snobbish about is like mm, I I'll do Eddie's can say ciao all day long, but you know it's not a motorcycle. Roll that dice. Actually, don't roll that dice yet. So, yes, that is Stream Beats. That one was called, uh, and we're going to get some more down, but that was this weekend. I got a few. Desensity. Dis- well, okay, I might be cutting it off of my screen. Maybe it's desensitized. I forget. Um, it is cutting it off a little bit, but uh, Stream Beats by Gaming Senpai. Senpai Gaming. Close. I was, I, I was closer than I did on Pokemon. I'm just saying. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're collecting up some from there and I uh, would love for everybody to send in their favorite royalty free song. And that would be fun to, to hang out and dance to roll that dice. Number one. Ah, yes. That should be this one. What are you nerding out about now? All right. Well, I'm still learning about Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> but you, sir, wanted to, to change the story a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Scott's uh, what, here. Hey, Scott, how's it going? Scott showed up for uh, 
my uh, my Tears of the Kingdom stream on Tuesday. Fun times. Uh, yeah, he got to he got to watch me uh, get my butt kicked by a three headed dragon, a gleok. Oh, yeah. anyway. Uh, so what I am nerding out about um, is a show I've actually watched it multiple times. Um, both the anime and the live action version. The anime is currently unavailable in the U.S. Wherever you want to try to find it, unless there, unless you want to do some interesting things, because there are there are uh, YouTube uh, videos that you can find it on. At least last time I checked, it, that was like a year ago. But anyway, the live action version though is on Netflix. Um, it's called the the King's Avatar, and it's basically the story of a um an esports star like an esports superstar who uh gets canned from his team gets fired uh and has to basically start from scratch because in this particular show the you don't own your account for the game the organization that you play for owns your account. Okay. So he has to literally start from scratch, start back at level one, um, with, with a, a, well, it's not really a brand new account, but you'll, if you watch it, you'll see. Um, but both the live action and the anime are good. The live action focuses a lot more on the interpersonal relationships. Um, like obviously the playing the game is a big part of it. Um, but because, you know, that costs animation cause it's all CGI, the game, the, when they show the in game stuff. So, uh, to save on money, I'm sure they focused a lot more on the interpersonal relationships. And actually I, I do like that part of it, but, um, the anime focuses less on the interpersonal Is relationships it? and more on the, on the game and the strategy of the game. Are you watching a nerd soap opera, Joe? Uh well, you're not <laughs> you wrong. Are. You are so dead now on a nerd soap opera. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. It's so good. Uh, but uh, no, so it's <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. it's it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. And it's funny because um, it one of the people who sponsored the creation of this was Tencent, and Tencent own owns the majority of um, League of Legends. So even though League of Legends is, isn't made by Tencent, they they own sure. it basically. And uh, and so he he spends a lot of time in a net cafe in this and you can just you can see the extras almost all of them are playing League, League of, of Legends. Legends. Nice. That's a little <laughs> ad in there. I yeah. Like it. Um, yeah, it it's a lot of fun and um, it's it there's a lot of parallels between it and um and just League of Legends in general, um, at least in my opinion. But maybe that's just because I'm looking at it through League of Legends colored glasses. So hey, you know, I get it, I get it. But uh, there, there is one thing though. The the live action has like two songs, other than the the opening and ending song. In the middle, there's like two songs. And that's it. And they use it throughout the entire thing. And <laughs> I like the songs, but maybe that's just because it's one of those songs after you're exposed to it so many times, it grows on you. Yeah, Stockholm Syndrome from watching it's Stockholm show. Syndrome with, 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 <laughs> with the, the songs. songs. Uh, but I, I do wish they had a bit more variety 
with the songs. So Kurt posted this, and it goes right along with this. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> and then uh, Grooves for Life says, I mean, what is anime but nerd soaps? And then I thought, Joe, what if we can make anime-shaped soap to for Wise and Nerdy to sell at Dragon Con? <laughs> because who needs nerd soap more than Dragon Con? That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, I don't know if we could sell it. Hopefully, we could give it away, and it would inspire people to take more showers so, at Dragon yeah. Con. <laughs> so, I, I want to nerd out on Tears of the Kingdom a little bit, uh, but I want to call out her... A little our, bit more. A good, our good buddy, uh, Imaginary Nomad, because he obviously... Listens to three the hours. Show. He's a pro. Oh, you know, he's probably listened to more of this show than he has played the game. But <laughs> last week, you know, I told the story about how pre-ordered didn't get my little knickknack and this and that. And it really wasn't about the knickknack. Guess what? I got a picture of on Saturday. And Your that knick-knack. was the knickknack <laughs> sitting on his paddy whack in his room. And it's this wooden little panel. He goes, guess what? Pre-order is for chumps, man. I just walked into GameStop at midnight. And he spit his tobacco. He's like, and they just handed it to me. Like, no, that sounds about right. That sounds about right, you minimum wage mofos trying to get. It's for pre-orders, not for any goofball who just walks in. Now I'm not special anymore. It's crazy, man. But I never got. So he has it. He has the exact thing that I was talking about. It actually looks okay. I mean. I, it wasn't going to be anything special. It, it's, it looked better than I thought it was going to be, but like, yeah, yeah. No, I pre-ordered, didn't get crap, and he walks in and just gets it handed to him because he showed up. Um, so there's that. I'm also nerding out, nerding out about liking. I can't get my shirt pulled up. I can't show my. Sh- I can't pull up my shirt on the show. Liking <laughs> Solomon's Odyssey. Uh, the second book is going very, very, very well. Dennis is going through a lot of cons, and I encourage everybody if you like the comic book, which I think you should read it and give it a shot. It's a great thing. Uh, you can buy them right for for I think fifteen dollars each. Is these are more like graphic novels, uh, and Dennis will have some at Dragon Con to sell and whatnot. And then next year there'll be a Kickstarter. That's when you you get in. You can get all three volumes. But patreon.com slash Hivehead Studios, you can, I mean, for as low as a dollar a month, I work with Dennis and we record the stories of how he goes to these cons and what he's doing. And some, he has some really cool stories of, of the interactions with people and, and talking about how he wrote the comic book. And Ferdinand, if you don't know about Ferdinand, you just don't know crap, man, because Ferdinand's the best. And uh, I think I named him. I can't remember if he named him or if I named him, but. You named the bull, Ferdinand the bull. No, it's a wolf. It's a wolf. You're <laughs> full of bull. But yeah, all right. Tears of the Kingdom. So yeah, besides me being salty that that uh, Phil got the thing from GameStop, have you started making crazy contraptions yet? No. See, I, okay, okay, okay. See, that's what's driving me crazy on TikTok. There's so many like tanks, and, and I want I want the battle drone that's on somebody where somehow it's like kind of hovering in this floppy kind of way, but it's shooting all the lasers down and just. Mm-hmm. Rails is Hinox. Now Hinoxes are easy enough to beat. You know, I like. I, I used to be scared of them, but now they're just big teddy bears that you feel bad for killing them, but they're going to kill you, so you might as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, but just they have a huge you know health bar, right? And these these lasers just ripping them shreds. I'm like, how do you do that? So that one, I'm absolutely going to look up some guides to. But I, I looked up last night how to extend my little battery packs in my belt because you know you have that mm. little belt, and um, th- it's no secret. It's you get those uh, cores and the zonites and the whatnots, and then you go back. There's going to be a place, <laughs> Sky Island, where you start. You get the zonite, yeah, uh, and you you 
go back to where you started from, right? The tutorial island, which is Sky Island, I think is what it's called. And there's a contraption. Yes. What, Joe? So, so you, you're talking about uh, expanding your battery pack, right? Yes. Okay. So you get the zonite or the large zonite. Then you have to go down to the depths to a forge that's down there and exchange the zoonite for. Then you can also go um, up to Sky Island. There's one. No, no, no. Or you, is that different? Th- that's the next step. You have to go down okay. to the forge first. You got to go exchange- to hell before you go to heaven. Oh. Yeah. Exchange the, the zoonite for. Oh, I can't even remember what it's called. Like condensed. It's these rather. green diamonds with power in them. Yeah. And, and so you get those. It takes 100 and- to get one. Yeah, you you take those back up to the. There's a couple of places, but one of the easiest ones to get to is at the sky, the main sky island where you started. And there's a guy there that you can exchange those for extra battery pack. And I, I did see a video on there's, TikTok where they're saying, "Oh yeah, you just go and forge and this and that and the other." And then here's this place you can go to, and it's just it's underneath just uh, north. Which, by the way. The people who write these guides do not know how to read a map. And I'll, I'll rail on that for a second. <laughs> um, it's actually northeast of uh, the main city you're dealing with, um, right outside the gates of Hyrule. I forget that the town that is main, part of the main story mission is the first tower you open up. The, uh, the lookout look point. At, yeah, yeah, whatever. lookout point, whatever lookout. it is. Yeah, it's, it's just northeast of that, but in the depths. But there's a, a, apparently a place to exchange there as well. Uh, according to this TikTok, it's whatever. But okay. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I told my wife, he's like, because yes, we have a number of those big batteries you can pull out of your inventory and use and whatever. But I want to max out my belt because then, Joe, have you seen the videos where they do blueprints? Like somehow, like recipes, but it's on the screen and it's like these five flying ships and they could and they put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. How do you? I've got that ability. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Where'd you get that ability from? It, you get it down in the depths. It's actually pretty close. Down to in the, a hole. Pretty, pretty close to that ancient forge place. Joe lost his soul. <laughs> no wonder you don't know Gideon stories anymore. There's, are you heathen? There's also, there's also a, uh, a, a suit that you can wear that if you have the entire thing, it cuts your battery usage in half. So you're using half as much energy for the oh, same Oh, yeah. Output. There's a lot more suits in this game. There's the, the sticky frog suits. Uh, oh, yeah. I need to get that. Yeah. I'm still working on, on We've that. We've just made quest. some potions right now because it's, it's, there's, there, it's so early on. There's so much to this game that it's just like, now, give me a year. Had, I'll still be playing it. I had a question for you, and maybe this ought to have been a "Can you dig it?" But I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it here anyway, since we're talking about Tears of the Kingdom. What do you think about glitches? What do you there's, mean? Well, there's a real a real oh, popular like one right now glitch when they, okay. where where you can duplicate items. Super easy. It depends. I mean, it it it's like a trend on TikTok. There are trends that come around on TikTok. Most of them I don't care about. Every once in a while, something goes, oh, that's an interesting trend. So I'll, I like watching them, but they, they trends just come and go. For me, any kind of exploit or any kind of trick is like that. I might go in like, ooh, this is cool. And tomorrow, like try to do, oh, <laughs> imagine a nomad's calling you out there. He likes you. He likes you. Say it's a stranger. Uh, <laughs> And he's been drinking because I think oh, Joe, Joe is so hurt. Don't, wait, wait, Joe, I got you, buddy. I got you. This is this is for Phil. Bad daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, 
I might try it out like once or twice, but I'm not that guy's going to keep going back and exploiting the glitch. It just, it's almost like God mode, right? I liked in the original Doom, IDKFA, right? You, you become God mode and it's fun, but I found in other games, and that's the only game I really just because you just run around slaughter demons constantly. It's just so much fun to do that. Or Duke Nukem had something similar yeah, too. Yeah, you know, something that's just dumb and fun. But when it's a real game, and I put it in a cheat code, it just kind of took the joy out of it. So I kind of see glitches for me. It's just taking some of the joy out of it. There you go. Even if you, even if you still have to grind for the glitch to work, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you want to tell us what the glitch is, uh, but real quick, uh, okay. Imagine, I, mean, I actually I can, tried this one in Breath of the Wild. I tried the glitch with the Master Sword and pull it with three hearts. I never could quite get it to trigger, mm. so I just gave up and got it, got it the the old, the old fashioned way. But I don't. I mean, if I could have gotten it glitching it, I would have. My my son actually did that this past week on a on a new save. He glitched the Master Sword. So at how do low you heart. feel about glitches? Hmm. It depends on the day, to be honest. Like, uh, let's say, for instance, Minecraft. You go in, it's not a glitch per se, but if you go into creative, it for a lot of people, it's going to just dump your enthusiasm to actually grind in survival. Uh, so, like, I guess it's it's what your what is your goal in in doing the glitch, you know? And so, I I don't know with Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> glitches you mean features, features? <laughs> with, with tears of the kingdom which oh, um, wait, wait look at that avatar that's a that's a <laughs> bomb avatar right there he's he's got he's got homeless wes anderson who, down pat who did that did emily do that emily swan that's a good question swan named emily good stuff anyway a fan made okay nah, all right super fan anyway uh with tears of the kingdom it's super easy to to do the glitch you either jump and go into shield surf mode or you jump and go into um, paraglider mode and then you quickly pause the game put five items into your holding press b and y at the same time which what that tries to do it is it tries to sort your inventory and get out of the menu at the same time and what it does is it makes it so that the items go back into your inventory, but you also drop them on the ground at the same time. Interesting. And so you can you can dupe and get a bunch of items that way in Tears of the Kingdom. I have found <laughs> Lincoln Prime glitches get stitches. Ah, Lincoln. <laughs> oh, sorry, we're both hitting at the same time. Lincoln Brown, which again, look at that avatar. That's pretty good. He had a different <laughs> one before. He had half Lincoln, half Optimus Prime. That was pretty cool, too. Um, I haven't found so far the need, other than maybe the Zonite or whatever, where it's going to take 100 to get one little thing, and then that thing doesn't even get you a full whatever. Um, maybe, but well, I was actually And it's going to take... It's going to take thousands to fully do your battery. Yeah, but in the, the, the underworld and the depths... The, the well, they have that. Zone black, pretty easy to get. Yeah. yeah, you know they have the, the stuff. So I don't know. It's it seems to me. I told her it's like 
in the first game, there was definitely, I felt like a little bit of an economy of need. Like you get to a certain point and you needed rupees, but you didn't have it, but you could find the island and go farm, uh, like the great heart palms or the bananas or whatever we'd find. They were somewhat expensive and you go travel back, sell a bunch. And you just grind it out, but you could raise the money. And then at some point, after you kind of maxed out your outfits, you didn't really need stuff. Um, yeah, Vanellope Von Sweets. Yeah, and she is, she is his uh, dream girl right there. Um, so, uh, that's Phil's dream girl. Well, I mean, I don't expect his, his actual girlfriend to cosplay as Vanellope, but I think he might this year at Dragon Con. Uh, <laughs> Phil dressed up as Vanellope. Oh, man. I'd do it. Do it. I'll be wrecking Ralph. I'll be wrecking Ralph. You be Vanellope. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> You know that'd be perfect, Joe. You're laughing because you know it'd be perfect. You know it'd be perfect. it would be awesome. So, uh, and then maybe Dennis could be a, a Fix It Felix or something. Or if Chris Wisdom comes, Chris Wisdom's little. He could be Fix It Feeling. Fix It Feelings. No, Chris I cannot seen fix Chris feelings. in forever. Is he going to come? I've heard that he might. And I hope Whoa. he does. I would love for him to be there. I'd love for him to be Wisdom you know, is come. coming, according ah. to Phil. So, Wisdom is a dumpster. I got it. I, we got to get one of these, uh, you, these, uh, Hockey jerseys made it says wisdom is a dump stat and just wear it. Um, so no, I, I, I just don't feel like there's a, I feel like they provide enough of everything and the ability to get everything depending on your area that you're in that there's not an abundance. Like it's easy, but it's not like the, Oh my God, I have to go grind things out. Right. So, um, I don't know if I feel the need to, to glitch that other than maybe the zonite. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, okay. All right. We're down to this. Advise me, daddy. So, <laughs> Kurt, Kurt loved to do that one. So this is the poll. All right. That's not right. I have to go to my actual notes uh, because I can't find the link right. But this is on uh, what's the little website there, Joe? Let's settle this. Let's settle this, where it gives you a, a question that somebody's posted, and it gives you two answers to pick from. We talked about one last week, and then I put one as a poll on our podcast. If you go to Patreon, not Patreon, I'm sorry, uh, Spotify and Anchor, if you use either one of those apps, and they might be one of the same at this point, I am not sure, you can actually answer the poll there. We had some people answering it. Now, here's the one I found. And I pose this to you, Joe. My girlfriend ruined the ending of Avengers Endgame for me because she was mad I didn't do the laundry. Should I break up with her? Now, the choices were, oh, oh, snap, she's got to go, or it's just a movie. So, I want to hear... That's not the one you linked. I know. I like it. No, it, is. it was, but then the link changed somehow. I don't know what happened. Okay. So that that's the one I was trying to link, but I may have messed it up because I was trying to copy their version of the answers and I clicked on something. It's whatever. But yeah, my girlfriend ruined the ending of Avengers in game for me because she was mad. I didn't do the laundry. This is all the details we have. Should I break up with her? What do you say, Joe? I mean, if that's a frequent occurrence, I probably would to be honest. like, is it, is it enough? Like, is that the, is that the hill you want to die on type of thing? Um, but the fact that Wait, did you just roll dice to get your own ideas? I, I, I dropped it. <laughs> yeah. I rolled a D 20 to see how I wanted to play this. Um, uh. No. So 
I get it. Like I, I hate spoilers when it comes to movies and my mother-in-law is the worst when it comes to spoilers. Cause she doesn't care. And so oh, she's, Oh, come on. She, yeah. And I've got a few people in my life that are like that. Oh, but you anyway. need to break up with your mother-in-law. <laughs> well, I think I don't. Um, but that is, yeah, I, I agree with, with Scott here in the chat. Uh, he said, wouldn't break up immediately, but that level of petty is a red flag. It is a huge red flag. Huge. Um, and especially with Endgame specifically, because that was a decade in the making, over a decade in the making to get to that point. It was a culmination of so many movies. <laughs> what does like, that it's even mean? huge. If she weighs the same as a duck, then yes. Is that like a Do you witch really trial? not get it? Is that like yeah. a witch? Okay. It, it's Monty Python witch trial. Oh, Monty Python. That's right. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm like, why are we bringing witches into this? She's, she's not a witch. She has to be in front of it. Because if she weighs the same as a witch to, or a duck, then she's a witch. So, so you say, you say break out with her. Um, I'm kind of late towards. I'm, yeah, if he's if he's thinking about it, that's not the only red flag. It's true. That is true. Uh, I, I kind of lean towards this. It's just a movie, number one. But number two, I'm renting a whole lot into one lot just because I didn't do laundry. I'm saying it wasn't just because it's what you know. If it's anything like I did when I was younger, this feels like a younger couple, right? This feels like a a younger couple kind of problem. Side note, Joe, I almost threatened bodily violence slash divorce to my wife back in the Battlestar Galactica <laughs> days. We're in the last season. Ooh. It was in the TiVo days. I've never and, actually watched Battlestar Galactica. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, you, I'm not going to hate on you, but, but I loved it. So everybody who loves it will understand my story here. TiVo makes a sound when you do different things. Like when you delete something, it made a certain sound. When you fast forward, it made a sound. It was all Ooh, about did sound. Did she delete it while you... I was looking middle? away... And I had it up on the screen, oh, no. like, oh, the newest episode, we're down to like the last three or four episodes of the whole series, and it's just getting really freaking good. And I look away to hear, or whatever the sound was to delete it, and I whipped around so hard, I about hurt myself, and <laughs> I look at her, and she, apparently the look at my face was, I'm going to murder you, and hide the body, <laughs> apparently is what my face said, which you would think... What might upset her, but she just laughed maniacally, and it turns out she didn't delete it. She she deleted something next to it, and on purpose to make me think. Yeah, she did on purpose. You can go go back without making a noise, but yeah, and oh my god, man, I thought, I thought. I was going it, to have a problem went, that day. It went from breaking up to now you're in love. Yeah, you know, it was, <laughs> she got me. She got me. <laughs> Uncocked the gun, put it away. <laughs> I was all kidding, right? We're good. We're good. But back, so, so, but here's the thing. In my early days, you know, she'd say something like, hey, could you help with the laundry? Sure, I'll, I'll get it. And I didn't get to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And she's like, hey, you haven't done the laundry. No, I'm going to get to it, get to it. Well, in my mind, I'm not caring. I'm not paying attention. It didn't seem like it's been that long. But in reality, it's like three eight-hour days where she was at work and had nothing else to do but this one basket of laundry. But I spent most of my time playing Final Fantasy or something else. It just didn't fold the one thing. And that wouldn't be the first time or the last time that happened. So when you said just because I didn't, fold or put away the laundry one what other crap are you pulling but two i don't know man it, it's 
It's a thing. It's a thing. I mean, so ultimately, Joe, if that happened to you, are you going to say it's just a movie or, oh, snap, she's got to go? Uh, She's got to go. Bye. Oh, so you heard your leader right there. That's it. That's the end of the show, everybody. Thank you so much. Good night. That's the Muppet Show thing. Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting and Joe at Joe underscore Ard. WiseandNerdy.com. And as always, they may or may not be your father. They will always be your daddy.